<laughs> I swear I save no dick pics. <laughs> Your own. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, who else would I be receiving from? You're just from? storing them up for a rainy day. No, you never sent me any. Jeremy may have sent me one, but that's it, okay? None from Dylan. Dylan don't, doesn't even send me shit, so. Fuck off! Oh, it's my mom. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah? What do you need? Welcome back to A Severe Case of Indecision, our completely biased opinions, and Jesus Christ, I'm confused and I don't know why, but we are here! We are, you're, you're here, listening to Sound Audits with Ian and Tyler. Welcome back. Hi, what's up everybody? How are you doing, Tyler? I'm great. I'm sure you are, because this is an artist that you recommended to me this time, instead of me recommending to you, wait, have I? Yeah. No, that was Lucy Swan. I recommended that. Yeah. I take pride in that. I never would have found that. We love you, Lucy, if you're still listening. Um, <laughs> but um, this new artist, go ahead. You tell us what this new artist is about. Because I have no fucking clue. I didn't research Jack shit because I just started listening last night. So so today we're going to be talking about a, uh, a band called Simmel. It's one guy. It's still a band. Solo venture of Brian Fennell, who was previously a part of the band, indie band, Barcelona. Piano rock indie band, apparently. Go ahead. So, I cut you off. Um, yeah, so Brian Fennell was a member of this other band called Barcelona. Um, growing up, he learned how to play instruments. He went to school. He ended up going to school for music and graduating with a degree in music. And he was in the band Barcelona for a few a few years. I, maybe even like ten, a decade, something like that. But he, I, uh, I don't know exactly how long, but he just recently in, was it 20, 2016? 2016 started his solo, solo venture, uh, Simmel. And it's really a, I'm going to call it a breath of fresh air. It's not like a lot of, uh, a lot of artists out there. It's certainly a combination of a lot of different things, but it's, it's different. It's, it's something, something new, something fresh. I wish that there was more than just an EP, but he's released four EPs. He released one in 2016, two in 2017, and one in 2018. The one we're talking about today is, is called... one in 2018. It's called In My Body. Um, Don't take that the wrong way, because as soon as I saw that title, I was like, what the fuck is this going to be? In My Body How? Am I eating something? That's the only, that's the only thing I could ever think of. I'm not going to call it a breath of fresh air. I'm just going to call it breathy. Um... Because this album is very, or this EP, I guess you guess, it's six songs long. It's like twenty-five minutes, so this is gonna be a, a shorter round. Um, you don't have to sit down in your car and drive all the way to DC and back if you're in Maryland, anyway. Um, so, where was I going with that? I'm gonna call it breathy. It's wispy. 
the type of music that he makes is more ambient. It's sort of a what Apple Music Apple Music uses the uh, adjective haunting, which I definitely get that vibe sometimes. It's it's very around your head. Um, it's very open. It's very spacious. Um, indie pop is what I'm gonna call it. I, it's indie pop. Uh, it's ambient indie pop. That's what I'm gonna call it. Um, but um, we're talking about I like I mentioned earlier he. His other band, Barcelona, apparently was a piano rock band or something like that. And that shows in this album because, goddamn, does he lean on the piano a lot. Uh, not saying that's necessarily a bad thing um, because some of the piano is very, very nice. Um, but, I don't know. We'll get into that in the next couple sections, what I thought about things. But do you have anything else to say about... It's, it's very hard to say a lot about this guy. He's... Pretty new, very small. He has a pretty new. In the grand scheme of things, he's fucking new as shit. He's right off the beaten path. He's the baby horse that just slid out his mother's vagina. It's he's all slimy still. You know, he's still trying to find his walk. Never mind. Go ahead. He has about twenty thousand followers on Instagram, so I would consider him a small. Did you see it has about like 20,000 Instagram followers? I don't know why we measure an artist's popularity by their Instagram followers. Why do we do that? We've done that every single podcast. Just how many followers this artist has on Instagram. Because Twitter can suck it. (laughs) (laughs) Hate Twitter. I don't know. Twitter is boring to me. I don't know. That's just me, though. Simma will be playing at Union Stage in Washington, D.C. on... March 9th. For those of our for those of you who are Toronto listeners as we've previously established, you can go suck a fat one on that because that does nothing for you. Or we can suck a fat one for you because you're pissed off at us because we're not talking about tour dates in Toronto. He'll be playing I'm, in Vancouver. Will he? Yep. For those of you who are tour junkies, then go he'll play, fucking he'll, beat off he's that. playing in Quebec too. So he's doing like a North American tour then. Since when is Quebec North American, Tard? Quebec is in Canada. It's still North America. North America is a continent. Oh. You fucking idiot! We live in the U.S. People call it America. Hi, Dad. I'm doing all right. How are you? (laughs) You recorded that entire thing, you asshole. Where even were we? What, what were we talking about? My dad called North me. America's a fucking continent. Hi, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> I had to call my dad. Uh, you're a fucking dumb. That's where we were. I was calling you out for being a fucking dumbass. God damn it. Long story short, he's playing 20 shows on this... 2019 through 2020. In North America. All America. Oh, in South America too. 
Okay, now just North America. <laughs> you fucking idiot. That confuses me. Why? I, I mean, know. I'm not good at geography either, but I know my fucking continents at least. Well, I'm not thinking continents. I'm just thinking about North America. Like, the, the U.S. North, does the not... The north part of our country. The... I know the that's US not right. The U.S. does not constitute the entirety of North America. You do know that, right? Most of them are all... Like, that's my family up there. They... That's where all of my relatives went. All of my blood brothers who look like fucking this on the other side of their arm. Yeah, yeah, that's my family up there. Even the black people are white. You ever from seen not a, getting any sun. Have you ever seen a black Japanese person? I have. It's a sight. That it is. It's like, Are we just going to sit here making racist jokes the entire time? <laughs> it's like a, it's like an African-American person with blue eyes. You're like, that just ain't right. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> hey, African-American people with blue eyes are, are striking, to say the least. Well, they don't actually exist. It's like a medical... Um, I mean, albino, I know albino people have it. There's, there's some... Albino people have pink eyes. What are you talking about? Albino people have some weird eyes, dude. Some of them are like purple eyes. Some of them have some of them have red eyes, which is weird. I don't know. I wish I could have red eyes. It's called albinism. Yeah, they're pink. They're not blue. Some of them have bluer eyes, and some no, of them some of them have silver eyes. Some of them no, have purple. They're pink or red. Some of them have purple. That's the trait. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. No, it's not. All Listen, of our albino listeners, please uh, comment on Tyler and tell I them that he is wrong, he is what? racist, he is culturally appropriating, and he can go suck a fat cock. I might not know what America is or where it is located on a map, but I do know my albino <laughs> eyes. I will have you know. How many albino people have you actually seen in real life? One. She had blue eyes. Wait, really? I've never seen one person like that. <laughs> Case in point. Okay, let's get into what we did like about the CP, shall we? <laughs> After 13 minutes of me talking to my dad and you talking about albino people's eyes, okay? God! We'll see you in the next segment. I go by Simmel, and my name is Brian, and I'm from Seattle, Washington. So, why I think love is both subjective and objective is that it if there is like an absolute good in people it's the pursuit of love and I don't know if anybody fully arrives at like realizing love 100% um, maybe it happens like right when we die and, and if we're around people that we've loved or tried to love our whole lives like it, it arrives then but I do think that like because almost everybody pursues that in some way, that does mean that it's objective. And the subjective part of it is that people get confused a lot about what love is to them and they, they try to use it in ways that hurt people and ways that are selfish. And I don't think that the objective love is that. So I think it can go both ways. I don't know, I mean, I'm rambling about love right now, but I think that it's like, it's magical in that way because there's no absolute for it. When people ask me about like how to start songwriting or to like 
um, whatever you know they want sort of advice for in terms of um, starting a creative process. Like I think a creative process definitely helps you find more about yourself and learn more about yourself. But again, like I think it's a, a sort of very personal journey that that you need to do yourself. And the hardest part is like starting. So being willing to be honest about where you're at, and if that means like the first song you write is gonna suck, then which is pretty likely, like you should do that and be honest with others that you trust um, to share that with. Uh, and it obviously doesn't just pertain to being um, a creative person or whatever. If you um, are honest and raw, then I think that you are more, more likely to learn about yourself quicker. Um, I think how I cope with steps is, is probably like how a lot of people do. I follow a lot of things and um, much to my like partner's dismay, I go internal with it and I wrestle with sadness inside of myself. And then luckily though, in the last like few years of my life, I've been able to write songs about it. And I live in a, in a place like Seattle that's gray most of the time and rainy and sad and inherently. So I sort of wallow in it and it's therapeutic, it's cathartic after a while, but you can't just live that forever. You need to like come out of it and, and um, interact with humans and like talk about your sadness and your happiness um, equally. So how I handle sadness is not always like the best for me um, or healthy, but writing songs about it is super, super helpful for therapeutic. Party in the USA. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Well, I'm a father of two little kids, and the moment of meeting my children was like the most mind-boggling thing I've ever experienced. And it was happy, and it was like, it was, so I'm adopted, and I don't know my birth parents, um, which after meeting my children for the first time, it's so that all faded away. and. The absence of that was probably the happiest I've been. So, I'm just like not saying this in terms of this like way, but in the minute like I met somebody that I was blood related to for the first time, some somehow like a weight or whatever was like gone, and I think that was like the probably the happiest I've ever been. on my ADD, baby. Sale. Alright, so. Where should we start with this? Um, where where do we... I'm going to let you do most of the talking since you probably listened to a good bit more than I have, but I get the feeling that this is where our opinions differ because... Oh boy. Okay, go ahead. Let's talk. Where, where do you want to start? Well, I have listened to it once... Oh, all the way through? I listened to it twice! Ha! Yeah, bitch! I listened, to it, I listened to it one time. And He's prepared. I'll no, start not, then. Let's I'm, start with okay. the first track. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. You do your thing. Go ahead. Um, hit my butt. Okay, let's get the one thing out of the way. As we always do in this podcast, I'll get one thing and one thing only out of the way. One thing squared away straight he uses a lot of samples 
to build his atmosphere, okay? And that stays true for most of the songs here. I think that when he uses his samples, especially the weirder ones, the ones that are on the side of where the fuck did this come from? Why am I listening to this? This is so fucking cool. I feel like he specializes in that. And I think he should stick more with that. And that is a lot of what body is. There are some nice strings that come in. Let's get another thing out of the way. Let's get two things out of the way. Uh, hitting you with a curveball here. Um, this album is piano based. Uh, it is strongly based around the piano. Um, not that I have a problem with that being a piano player myself. On this song, it's alright, I think. Um, I feel like some of the... I feel like some of the piano performances and some of the uh, some of the ways that he structures the piano around the song could be better. This song, it, it comes off alright. Um, but it is more the ear candy of all of the different samples that are flying around my head. Like the strings that come in at one point. Dear God, some of the strings on this album are... Oh... Oh, so good. Make me want to cry. But he also brings in, which I did not see coming, he brings in random different saxophones that kind of play in both your ears. Um, very, very quietly and silently, kind of just building, helping the atmosphere uh, build. And actually, the cover of this album, I want to say that it's a, it's a really pretty cover. Um... It's just this little tree growing in sort of like a canyon thing. But it kind of even like from the first song, it's like you can kind of see what he's going for because it's this little it's this little sliver of life in this grand open space around it that sort of, you know, do, do you know what I mean there? I know what you mean. I when I listen to this album, I hear a lot of EP. like this EP. EP. I hear a lot of EP. I hear a lot of peaceful sadness peaceful sadness that's what i get from a lot of this that's, it's, that's what i can get it's very some of it i think is melodramatic. it's very chilled out it's sometimes it can be a little melodramatic but it's certainly very very simple um the album is sort of evolving EP. from the beginning that it starts ep i'm gonna rip it off. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. You said it was evolving. I don't even want to talk. Oh, go ahead. I, I want to hear. To I want to hear how you think it evolves. Just don't call it an album because it's an EP, bitch. Go ahead. I see. Come on. Let's let's hear it. We can't. We we don't have all day here. Let's go. I want to hear how it evolves. You bitch. I'm trying to fix my. Oh, I fixed it. Never mind. Here. Come on, how does it evolve? I was touching buttons and I screwed it up. <laughs> Come on, how does it evolve? Let's go. How does it evolve? Does it um, well, it starts off from in a very different manner than it ends. Okay. Well, I mean, yeah, I can get with that. So it doesn't. I wouldn't say. I would say it sticks with a consistent theme, but it certainly changes throughout the course of the album. Yeah. It explores a lot of different avenues, a lot of different ideas, and I don't think any of them are particularly standout-ish. It's not a word, but I made it a word. I don't ah. think a lot of things stand out a whole lot, and I think that's what maybe is the biggest downfall of this album. Is We're not that even to that section yet, Tyler. Come on, stay with the stuff that you like. Being that it's sad, it gives a uh, 
It gives a, a, a little bit of forgetfulness to it. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, th- I thought the track Body was pretty damn good. I thought it was an all right way to start off the album. Um, where do you want to move next? I'll let you pick the track. Man, I don't even know. I need to look at my uh, cellular device. Grab your cellular device. We'll do Captain Crunch. Do you have Captain Crunch up here? I want some Captain Crunch now. Am I standing too far away from my microphone? What did you think of the single Where's My Love? Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was I thought it was alright. I thought that the guitar work on it was I was uh, trying to find some interviews on uh on the tube about him talking about his music and really the only things that came up a lot were him talking about the song where's my love so i think that this maybe is where he's gained some recognition is from that song probably uh i really i i I can see why i know you said you thought the war was too wispy but i actually really enjoyed the war i think they say it was too wispy oh i thought you did i think it's a very light sounding song it doesn't have i wish it had more depth but i really like the general idea of where it's going you gotta listen to it it's kind of hard to explain it's certainly a a, it's like a devastating song it's like really sad the lyrics are simplistic i feel i feel they like are, you can de- i feel like you at can war with himself i feel like you can derive your own meaning from it so i'm sure that if you listen to it you may find more meaning than i did from it um i love the ending i think the ending is super pretty and i i am going it. i'm going to go out on a limb here and say yes i agree with you because the ending was gorgeous the 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 second half the second leg of the track um after we got past the first half was <sighs> yes so good but uh i want to talk about harvest moon because i feel like here we find the weirdest of samples this is this is where the pool of what the fuck sits and this pool of what the fuck is what i like best about this album um, you have these weird uh, samples that are flying around your head again. It's actually not as piano-based as some of the other tracks on this album are, which I can definitely get behind. Um, I just I love the general feel of the track. Um, shit, there are no fucking lyrics on Apple Music for this track, but whatever. Um, I can't say any of the lyrics on this EP were particularly stand out to me. I feel like he needs to work in that area of expertise but it, this I th- feel like this is also trying to give you a feeling and I feel like Harvest Moon does that very well um again I'd like to see him play even more with some of the sounds that he was messing with um other than that I mean I really liked the second half of the war I like bits and pieces of Where's My Love um but I, I'm ready to move on to the let's completely shit on this little tree in a canyon. I don't want to do that. I mean, there's not... This is going to be a shorter episode, but there's only six songs. There's not a ton to talk about. So, I have plenty to say still. Alright. Well, we'll let Ian destroy this guy's career. I mean, Ian's a world-renowned fucking music shit reviewer. on so this is gonna end the guy's career whatever Absolutely. Ian's whatever Ian's about to about say wildfire ghosts yet but I'm saving that for the next one is gonna make all of the critics 
agree with him and all absolutely of, all of the fans not absolutely become fans absolutely bow down to me i am your lord and savior ian hoke you why you're welcome all right let's get into the next section yeah let's my name is simil and uh my real name is brian and i'm from seattle washington and it's good to meet I play, you know, grew up playing music and uh, studied music in school to be a music teacher. And as soon as I graduated, I started a, a band, another band called Barcelona, and we toured for years and years. And um, recently, I just started Simmel, so. My music is incredibly sad on the onset. It's not very, very happy. They might think that I'm a very sad person, but I'm not at all. And as I've grown up in music and uh, started a family and had you know all these different life experiences I've kind of learned to understand that I appreciate the positive things in my life through sort of imagining the worst and saddest things <laughs> yeah I just was I was lucky enough to go to U2 uh, a U2 show in Seattle the other week and I think I, I, I really liked them years ago and I kind of have fallen off from liking it but then going to this show where they played Joshua Tree front to back it was just like a great reminder of how influential that band is to me from a songwriting and musical standpoint. The inspiration for Where's My Love uh, came from imagining that there's a bit of metaphor in it in terms of like I, I have never think, thankfully never experienced somebody very close to me uh, pass away unexpectedly and I uh, was sort of just imagining that happening to me, uh, you know, like the dearest, dearest person in my life somehow just disappearing overnight. And it just made me like hurt to think about that, but it also made me just, it was beautiful in a way to think about this person and how much I would just like lose it if they were gone. And that that's sort of where the root came from. So currently I'm recording uh, a new EP, and in the next few months, uh, new songs will come out, new video content will come out, um, so over uh, kind of towards the end of summer. And then I'll be heading over to Europe in, at the end of summer as well, so if you're in Europe, I will see you there. I'm sure I'll see you. Okay. Do you have anything to say before I start ripping this to pieces? No, you do your thing. Okay. I agree with what you said about stuff being forgettable. I'm going to start with the track, Where's My Love? I feel like Body... Um, I feel like Body had its flaws. It, some of it was forgettable. Some of the piano was eh. I feel like some of the piano work on here is all right. Uh, some of it is forgettable, though. Some of it is... Um, not really in the slightest impressive or anything like that it's meant to build an atmosphere and i get that some of it doesn't do that though where's my love is a guitar driven track i just i've heard this guitar pattern three billion times it's in so the pretty though. same exact pattern in the same exact way i forget where I, it sounds like something avici would have done i put that aside i'm gonna i'm gonna rescind that comment because yes it like it kind of sounds that way but this is much more organic sounding and that is definitely something i can appreciate this is a very organic flowy album which again i can appreciate i just think he could have used some of his some of this stuff that he had a little bit better wildfire was just forgettable for me i i i didn't i 
I, I thought, I thought Wildfire was, was probably the weakest song on the album, simply because, I mean, this is going to sound so stupid, but no, it's, it's kind of like it's you just did a the really, really simple song. There's not a lot of to it, there's not a lot of substance, and it's just forgettable. It's it, not bad. It's not bad by any means. I wouldn't say that this is bad. I just think it's not enough to catch your attention and bring you back to listening. No, it's kind of like you listen to the first two tracks. This is Wildfire's third track, and you're like, wait a minute. I've heard this already. Where have I heard this? Oh, the other two tracks. Exactly. It doesn't add anything. Exactly. And this I'm, is an EP. You could have easily just taken out and been like, eh, that's not good enough to put on this. And release a five-song EP that was like 21 minutes, and that would have been fine. But no. No, we don't get that. And then Ghosts. I, I, I'm i not going to say I hate this song because I don't, but I, I don't like it. Um, I like some of the things. I like how... I like this guy's voice. This guy's voice is very, very nice. And I feel like it's... I feel like it's very different from some of the art, other artists that you will hear today. Uh, not nearly as overblown. Not nearly as sanitized. Not nearly as... I've heard this voice before. Where have I heard this voice before? Oh, every single other male fucking singer on the radio. That's where I've heard it before. You don't get that. His voice is nice. His voice is really, really nice. I'll, I'll admit that. I just think this song's chord progression is basic, and he uses it in a very basic way. Um, it sounds like a chord progression that Imagine Dragons would use, and he uses some of the same vocal melodies that they would use. Uh, that's just what I get from it. I am, going, I am going to say that this is not nearly as dumbed down. This is not nearly as sanitized, not nearly as overblown, not nearly as fucking kill my ears. But, it, I mean, and I like, he, he switched up the chord progression a little bit because what he did was he started on the tonic, the major, the major tonic, right? The song is a major song. And then he moves down to, usually you will get, um, just the the straight seventh. It's a diminished seventh in a major major scale, right? But he doesn't do that. He flats the seventh, so it becomes an irregular chord progression that you wouldn't usually hear. Usually, you hear the first the the main chord of a scale, and then you move to the fifth, and then you move to the minor third. But he doesn't do that. He actually moves down one, making it a major seventh, which you don't hear in a major uh, in a major scale. Okay, so I can appreciate what he did theory wise here. Um, I think it could have been implicated a little better. I feel like some of the sound that he used were not nearly as memorable as stuff on uh, Harvest Moon because Harvest Moon was fucking gorgeous. Harvest Moon, the piano fit, everything flows, and that is like the embodiment. Of this, every single song I want to hear on this album. I want to hear him play around with shit as much as I heard him play around on that song. I don't get that from this. He's got some rattling hi-hats like you have in some modern trap songs, which is funny. Um, and I feel like he's trying... He, he belts in the chorus, and I feel like he's trying to hit an emotional peak without sounding as overblown as pop artists which doesn't really work for me it's not really a mix that melts it's kind of like he's trying to be one thing but he's trying to be another can't decide which trying to mash two together doesn't work best of both worlds doesn't happen here it just sounds like a mess that's what i got from it and then war though what's it called what's the track called the war the war the first leg of this song is boring i could fall asleep to this it's not um, a build, it's just slow. No. 
It's meant to be a build song, but it's not. It's just boring. You've heard everything on this done better on previous tracks, and then you get to the end, and the end is like, holy shit, this is nice. Brings in some nice strings. Hits a nice emotional peak for the album to finish off on. Some of the lyrics are simplistic, and some of the lyrics are corny. I feel like it's a little bit melodramatic, which is... I mean, you hear that a lot, so that's a common problem. It's not like he did anything horrendous here or unforgivable. Um, didn't didn't hit a, a, t- a musical taboo or anything like that, but it, uh, just some of the material on here wasn't for me. Uh, I feel like if you like this work, kind of organic kind of feel, I feel like he, he brought a lot together. He uses the piano rock aspect of things. He tried to bring in some poppy influences. He, um, he used some folk on Where's the Love, um, which I can appreciate. So, I mean... If you like this sort of organic sounding stuff, I feel like this this EP is probably for, I think I called this an album too. Fuck. Damn it. Shit. Tits. Ass. Whatever. Broke my own rule. Whatever. Um, that's all I have to say. I'm not going to shit on it too much. I, I'm not going to say that this EP was horrible because it wasn't. Um, I'm going to hop back to Ghost for a second. I don't think Ghost is by any means a bad song. I think it's probably one of the most memorable songs on the album for yeah. those for those who are just normal, average music goers listening. You'd probably remember this song if you listen to it. Stop eating. I'm saving it for a transition. I'm gonna mute. No, 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 no. I'm saving for the transition. Okay, we have lime spicy taquitos over here, and I'm taquitos savoring the smell. Go ahead. He's over there vaping his taquito. <laughs> Just take a hit off. That was a fat cloud of jalapeno oh. and lime. No, but uh, I think Ghost Ghost actually follows the format of the uh, Christian Shit. radio scene. Fuck off. It follows the format of the Christian radio scene almost to a T. And when I was listening to this, I almost was like, hey, I think this is a song I've heard before in church. <laughs> it's not. It's not, though. But it certainly gives off that vibe. And I think that could certainly appeal to a lot of people who want to think they're listening to a song about the Lord and Savior, but they're not. They're listening to a tree in a canyon. Yeah, I feel it. Hold on. There was this one lyric where I was like, what in the fuck is happening? Um, I forget if it was on Ghosts. Where was it? It might have been a wildfire. I can't exactly remember. Give me two seconds to find it. If the lyrics will load. Oh, yeah. It was on this song. This is not a Christian song. Um, um, the second verse starts out with the lyric, I am not what you thought. I love hate. It gets me off. Did you catch that? No. Did you catch that lyric? No. Nope. I was. I listened to. It, I was like, did I just hear that right? I I can appreciate kind of the. It kind of sounds fucking. He was trying to be so fucking edgy with this. Um, it kind of comes off a little cringy. It caught me in my tracks though. At least I mean I was just like, what in the fuck? And then he comes comes on uh, with the the second line saying, so come on love, let's get drunk. On our dreams, America, am I drinking enough? Um, none of the lyrics are really stand out much. Um, 
you know I what fucking have... crunk means? Drunk. Come on, love, we're so crunk. Just wondering. Yeah, these are some these are some inspiring lyrics considering he's a father of multiple children. <laughs> what a guy. What a guy. Fucking gets off on hate, man. Well, guess what? I can grab him. Sock. No, I'm just kidding. It's fine. It's Watch fine. somebody it's get fine. shot in downtown Baltimore, just beating it off while he watches. <laughs> <laughs> That's edgy. It too soon. Okay. When was the last shooting in Baltimore? I don't know. Like ten minutes ago. <laughs> Statistically, it was like ten minutes ago. Probably. All right. Prayers to all of you down there, though, because well, that let's sucks. go That's ahead and let's just about. switch gears here. We're going to talk about our overall because I don't want to get into trouble. Anyway. Have you ever have you ever thrown a Molotov before? No, ever, have ever you? Gotten to experience that? No, I haven't. I, I just know you've done some weird shit. I've never gotten to shot a minigun, right? No, fully automatic. No, you you just shot AKs, right? What are I you? I remember doing? that, right? You shot fully automatic weapons before, haven't you? Yeah, 
You just went to a special place to do it. I swear to God, it was a minigun, but I don't think it was a minigun now. Okay. It's pretty hard to get your hands on a minigun. In Maryland. In Maryland. In Texas, they sell them like candy to kids. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gun store loopholes. Anyway. Um, <laughs> gun. No, it's the gun show loophole. That's yeah, gun show loophole. Wait a minute. Um... I don't even know where to start with this. Go ahead. Okay. For anything, I love the guy's album covers. Yeah. They are so aesthetically pleasing. Have you looked at his... Yeah. No, I've seen it. It's all like oceanic or skies. They're gorgeous looking. I really love it. I don't know who does his... Do you know who does his graphics? Do you have any idea? No? Okay. No. No, but aesthetically, he's a very pleasing artist. And I think that a a lot of his music is certainly pleasing to listen to. Again, the biggest problem with it is that a lot of it is forgettable. Yes, I agree. It doesn't stand out enough, but you it doesn't it right sound my child. Doesn't sound bad. So No, it doesn't. It's all it's all it all sort of fits into a vibe and an aesthetic that he's going for, which I can appreciate. I just feel like some of it, it could be better fleshed out. I feel like some of the piano um could be more remember rememberable. I feel like it could be structured better as a song. Um, cause I feel like sometimes he's more reliant on things that he shouldn't be reliant on to kind of structure the song. Um, but yay. What would you rate this album? That's just an opinion. A game opinion. What's, what did you think? What did you say? Yeah. What would you rate it? What I rate this? Yeah. Um, I, uh, uh, uh. I don't know. I haven't thought... Maybe like a stronger... Oh, God. What do I rate it? Um, I'd say like a lighter six. I'd give it a seven. Would you give it a seven? Yeah. I just think it was, a lot of it was forgettable. Like the two tracks that I really, really liked, even Body had its flaws. I, I, I'm I, gonna admit, though, I fucking loved Harvest Moon. I'm gonna he, go back and listen to that. He's too small. Too young, still learning. I mean, he's thirty-five. He's not. That yeah, young, I was gonna say he's he, not too young. Wait in, a in the music scene, he's pretty fresh. So I'm gonna give him the That's benefit so of a doubt, and I'll wait for him to drop an album I before I give him a not. full critique. That's what I'm gonna do. So basically, Tyler went easy on him, and you should just listen to my opinion because my opinion is correct. That is all. That is correct. Fuck you, bitch. All right. Um. Thank you for listening to this mini episode of Sound Artists. This is probably going to be like a 30-minute episode at the most. I've been watching like, what? Nothing. What was this? I didn't give you the finger. <sighs> and scene. No. Um, thank you for listening. We appreciate you coming out here. Please go and follow and support us on Instagram. Go give us your feedback. Go shoot us a DM. Leave us a comment. Uh, with your suggestions, possibly what you're, you've are you been listening to. We're always happy to hear about what you guys are listening to. Um, do I have anything else to say? Go fucking tag the artists that we've been reviewing, please, because we want to get recognition and more money. <laughs> no, but seriously, please go give the artists some love. Um, don't just... We're here to give you guys suggestions for music. That's basically what we're here to do. Um, and if we have 
one or two people that go and find some music that they like off this podcast, we did our job. So please go, go see what you think about these artists. Um, go show them your support. Um, go check out Simmel, give them a follow. Go check out everyone that we reviewed. Give them a follow. Don't just listen to our opinion. Develop your own. Give it a taste. We're just here to tell you what's correct and incorrect. So, yeah. But anyway, <clears throat> thank you for listening. Appreciate it. Same ep- or uh, not the same episode. New episode will come same time, uh, Friday nine a.m. Eastern Standard. Um, have anything else to add? We love you all. I hate Tyler, um, and we hope to see you next episode. Have a gorgeous day. Goodbye. Goodbye.